Allison with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison. And our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, just a really great guy, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. Hey, you're just a great guy, babe. Hey, I'll take it. We are so excited to have you here for episode 115, and I know it's going to be a real treat. We are going to be talking about some of our most asked questions and answers, and by most asked questions, I mean questions I just think were interesting. Actually, these were some questions. <laughs> you mean the most bestest? The most bestest, the most smartest. Well, because there's like questions I get asked a lot, but that maybe I don't think are that interesting to answer, and I probably won't answer those. Like, what's your annual budget on sunglasses? I wouldn't be able to answer that question because you and I both know there's zero budget. We are so glad you're here. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, hello and welcome. If this is your bajillionth time listening to the podcast, why are you so attractive? Welcome home. (laughs) Before we get into the questions with answers... I have a question for you, okay? So this is the question I'm going to ask everybody else. For those of you who've been around a while, you may know that in the past, I did a lot of events, and I still do lots of events, mostly through Allison's Brand School in recent years. In the last few months, I have been feeling good. I have been feeling a resurgence of power. I have some goals, different objectives, And they have aligned with me wanting to possibly, and by possibly I mean definitely, host what I used to refer to as a dance party, but what I'm currently thinking of referring to as a dance experience. Because what I have plans for in the future is not so much of a, it's it's definitely a dance party, right? Like everyone's going to dance, but... Next level. It's more like a show, from what I can gather. Yeah, but I don't want people to think that they're not going to get to dance. Well, it's an interactive dance show. An interactive dance experience. There you go. An IDE. I interactive. <laughs> an ID. And this is my question. I'm going to be super, super honest. Everyone has been mocking me. And by everyone, I mean my sister, Eric, close friends. They've been mocking me with love. Where the dance parties do bring up some past panic wounds where I know I'm in a new place, but the anxiety around the dance parties in years past, I have to like kind of unpack that to just get to the pure joy of it. Because at the end of the day, that's what it was. It was pure joy. I just surrounded it with a lot of panic. Like everyone can mock me, but I've been pretty convinced that if I throw this event that people, it's been three years that people won't come or Lots of other people throw dance parties now, and that's great. My interactive dance experience will be different. (laughs) (laughs) But that, like, people lost interest, or it feels like I'm trying to relive the past, which then I feel stupid. And I've just felt really self-conscious about it. And Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this. And I think that this is good in some cases and bad in other cases, right? But, But in this case, in this circumstance, that sometimes when you speak to your fears or your insecurities, that you release them. I was on the floor of this very studio in the fetal position last week, crying to Eric, like, 
I think I was actually more in child's pose than I was in the fetal position, but... Yeah, I don't remember the fetal position. Yeah, it was to be more accurate, and I just was kind of, like, rocking back and forth, and I was like, I'm just very concerned that nobody will buy tickets, and if nobody buys tickets, I don't think I'll be able to recover from that. And er No, 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 you said you wouldn't. Yeah, I said I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be able to recover. You're like, from I won't it. be able to. I won't be able to come back from this. And 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 the reason why I want to share this, the reason why I want to share this is, and I'm getting to my question, but the reason why I want to share this is, saying that helped me do an intention check, and that intention comes from ego, how I look to other people, you know, other look, I'm so legit. Used I used to do this thing that was successful and then if it's not successful again, I'm going to look like a failure. And I really had to sit with that for a while. Check my intention because if I wanted to throw this interactive dance experience because of my ego, then I wasn't going to do it. And I've been sitting on it for a week. When everything gets boiled down and everything gets pulled away, the reason why I dance is because it's joy. And the reason why I dance is because there is pain and suffering and we still get to dance. And the reason why I dance is because there is a tigress beast inside of me that emerges and leaps forth and we cannot hold her back. And that is why I dance. And so my question, fair listener, fair beautiful member of the awesome empire is... I am going to throw a party, and I want to know if you will dance with me. And that is the question. I'm just throwing it out there. It's going to be happening in May. I'll keep you updated. And if you don't want to dance with me, that's okay, too. I don't think that's a big crowd. They might. They might. Hey, listen, some people don't want to dance. Hey, that's just my opinion. I do feel better having gotten it out there because now it's not just sitting in this like, and and th- I'll be there. Eric will definitely be there. I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to dance. You never dance that much, but you're there in support. I'll be there. I'm really, really excited about it. So that is the first thing I'm really excited about. The second thing I'm very excited about, and during the month of March, we are going to do a read-along on the podcast of one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements. You've heard me reference it many times, and maybe you've even read it. And if you have read it, then you know it's really short and quick, and there are four agreements, and all four of them are fantastic. So my idea is there are four weeks in March, and every week... Eric and I are going to do an episode about how we're living the agreements like in action and what it looks like in our life. So you can absolutely really, really love and benefit from these podcast episodes that are coming up if you don't read the book, The Four Agreements. But if you've been meaning to read it or you've read it and you know how powerful and fantastic it is, I want to invite you right now to get the book, either get it on Audible. And if you've never used Audible, we have a link where you can get a free first book so you could get it for free. Or we're going to link to the book in the show notes so you can get a copy of the book. I, of course, like to have both a printed copy and an Audible version. I just want to say it's really short. I was. If you I, listen to it, it's about two hours. Yeah, I was doing yard work yeah. last fall when I listened again. I was like, wow, that, I mean, it's so quick. And so if you're reading it and you want to read along, it's like you're reading one section of the book per week. There's four sections. It's going to take you like 10 or 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a really small amount of time. So I, do, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. But the selling point shouldn't be as short. This is, this is a game changer for your life. You should have it and know it if you 
haven't dived in already. I love that you say that because really when I think about the podcast and and what we can offer to you guys, and I just have to say episode 114 last week, the amount of reviews, <laughs> thank you, the amount of feedback, the amount of positivity, the most important thing is the amount of you who have reached out to me, including my mom even actually, and said, I went through the six steps that I outlined in that episode and they helped me through feeling panicked or they helped me get out of a two-day depression or they helped me, you know, through this really tough spot um, has just been super humbling and overwhelming. And I just want to thank you guys for being here. I want to thank you for, you know, letting me express my fears and excitement to you and learning with you guys and learning from you guys. That's why I'm excited to talk about some of these um, frequently asked questions today, because I know that we're learning together. Like I think about these things and Eric thinks about these things a lot. And so we are experts in our experience and we're well read and we're, we really always, you know, come prepared and thought out. However, I never want to puff up and act like I'm more of an authority in anything other than I'm just a girl who wants to do really big things and wants to live with peace and power and... I'm just happy to share along the way. (laughs) That's it. That's it, right? So here's a great question. And I really, really like this one. Eric, I'm going to start with you and then I'll answer it. And I love this question. And it, it is, what is one of your greatest epiphanies? My greatest epiphany was when I was uh, probably like 24, I was at a business conference and the speaker came into the room and blew my mind open with the the producer versus victim dichotomy and the mentality and that um, I had complete control on how I saw the world and I had complete control to either make myself a victim or not or be a producer. And it was something that had never been explained like that before and it gave me all the power. And I think that like seriously was the biggest shift in my mind and, and in my life was I decided I will never be a victim again. I have all power to choose how I react and what I do with my life. And so that was that was a game changer for me. I had a different answer planned, but when you were talking about kind of that like early 20s, one of my kind of early 20s epiphanies was I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want. And that sounds like a real like rebellious teenager. I know. <laughs> but but it's because I'm such a pleaser and such a rule follower and had lived so much of my life that way that that truly was like a revolutionary thought for me. The one I was going to say is the invest in people who invest in you because that thought truly was like, you know, textbook epiphany. I'm sitting there. I'm stuck in these really negative emotions. I can tell you where I was, what I was looking at, what I was feeling when that thought like light bulb came to me. I like sharing that one because it has been really, really influential for thousands and thousands of people. That quote has gone viral on Pinterest. I've seen celebrities quote it and use it. And I'm just glad the idea is out there in my catchy phrasing, but of investing in people who invest in you. And the idea there is you can love everyone, you can respect everyone, but when you invest your emotional, mental, physical energy, um, that's a choice. And so I have people like that I'm close to who sometimes I invest a little bit less in when I feel like I'm starting to pour a ton and I'm and they're not investing back, it saves the friendship. It saves the relationship until a time when they start pouring more back and then I'm ready and I'm there and excited to invest again because I'm not resenting anyone. Right. And I've had people push back and say like, 
you know, well, what about children? And what about people who are, you know, in need? I'm like, when we invest in children, when we invest in people who are in need, we're still investing in ourselves because that's service and service is an incredible way to invest in yourself. So of course, I'm not telling you to not help people who are in need, (laughs) right? But like you are investing in somebody who's investing in you, you're investing in yourself. And that is one of the most sound investments you can make. Okay, next question. Oh my gosh, I get this question so much. I love hearing your answers, Eric, because I get these questions all the time, but everyone knows you've got good answers. What if I don't know quite yet what I feel called to do? And I think the reason I get this question really often is because I say, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. And so then I get this question of, but what if I don't know what it is yet, what I feel called to do? My, my reaction to that is, I, you know, I've read books or heard people talk and a lot of people don't come into their own or know what they're doing until later in life. Define later in life because somebody might like, think that's 30. I don't know, somebody 40s, might think 50s, that's 60. 60s. I don't know. I mean, it's later in life. I mean, I, I don't know that the timeline even matters at this point. I think that um, also if someone was to ask me that in person, I would, I would ask them what are their hobbies and what makes them come alive. And by come alive, I mean like what makes you excited? What do you default to in your free time um, aside from numbing, like what, what is something that makes you excited? And then I would say, try it all. I don't know that I've come into my own. I don't know that I've arrived at exactly what I've, I, in fact, I know that I'm not doing right now what my ultimate, you know, goal or life plan is or my calling. I don't think that but I'm fulfilling that my calling. But isn't that exciting? Yeah, it's Wouldn't super exciting. Wouldn't it be kind of crappy if this was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it totally would be. I would, you know? I don't, I don't want to know what it is specifically because I think that would be, not, it wouldn't be exciting. But I think one thing that is awesome is you don't have to know what it is to be taking steps in the direction. You know you're taking steps in the direction because whatever step you're taking is taking you in a direction. Absolutely. Right? And so my my response to this question is, one, if you're very, very fixated on I don't know what it is I'm supposed to do or what I feel called to do, that question most likely is indicative of a person who is trying to figure it all out in their head. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's all internal. And and so I know you're going to argue with me possibly, and I welcome you to argue with me. Um, <laughs> For me or the listener? The listener. When I say it's in your head, they're like, no, I have tried this. And, I, and my question to you would be, only because game recognizes game. So often when I get defensive and say, I have tried it, what I mean is I've thought about it a lot or I've talked about it a lot. When I actually- or, or I started it and something happened and, and it felt uncomfortable and I, retre- and I stopped. Yeah. yeah. And it felt uncomfortable. <laughs> the universe it- didn't open up with every possible uh-huh. yeah, gift. Yeah. I, I threw a dance party and nobody bought a ticket, right? Like that's, or, or 10 people bought a ticket instead of a hundred people bought a ticket, right? Oh, I started a business and it didn't work in two months. Ex- exactly. <laughs> and so my, my answer exactly is very similar to, similar to Eric's is what sounds fun What's going to bring you joy? And don't worry about longevity. Don't worry about the master plan. Don't worry about scalability. Don't worry about how you're going to make money with it. Don't worry about how it's even going to touch other people's lives. I I freaking love talking about cheer and Monica and the Navarro cheer team and how she spent this whole... This is a documentary on Netflix. This is a documentary on Netflix. But didn't I already reference this on the podcast? I don't know, but what if this is someone's first podcast? That's true. It's it's hard to know where I've said things because I talk so much. She likes to jump in with zero context sometimes. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's Oftentimes. helpful for our marriage um, and, and anyone who works with me. So she has been coaching these cheerleaders in Navarro, Texas for years and impacting like 20 people or, or let's even say 200 people in the realm of this cheer world or 2,000 people because other, right? Like she's focusing on her cheerleaders, And then they go and they do this documentary and now her doing something that lights her up is affecting millions of people. So when you start by just thinking, how many people can I affect? How many people can I reach? You're going to automatically automatically shut down. And this is something that I do. And I realized this was happening when I was getting nervous about the dance party that maybe people are not going to come and buy tickets anymore. I was worried about the mass of people and not thinking about the one person who just had a miscarriage or has a sick mom or lost their best friend recently. I'm describing all people who I'm close to right now. And I wasn't thinking about them and how much joy and light and fun I could bring that one person. And when I started thinking about my friends who I feel like could use my interactive dance experience, I was like, well, if nobody buys tickets, I'll make zero money and I will have a lot of tickets to give away. And I was like, and it won't matter because the reason I'm doing it is because it brings me joy and I'm thinking of the joy it's going to bring other people. Plus, you have so much fun getting ready for a party. That's what I'm saying. It's the joy. It's yeah. It's not the result. It's the process. And that would be my other thing. So the question is, what if I don't know yet what I feel called to do? Don't focus on the results. Focus on the process. Which is basically always going back to being present and living in yep. the now. Yep. Oh, and we can be done. Okay. The next question. Oh my gosh. This one is great. And it's more social media. Are there any bad ones? No, because I, (laughs) because I picked them all and I like them all. Thank you for noticing. Um, I feel embarrassed, afraid, and overwhelmed every time I go to share something on social media. Help. I get this question again because of Allison's brand school and I do a lot of coaching with marketing, but Eric, you know, you, you're posting content. You've got this dream you're putting out there. What is your um, and and you let's replace social media with whatever whatever it is. Like you feel afraid to speak up in a meeting. You feel afraid to speak up at your in-laws' house. You feel afraid to speak up. I think the concept is you feel afraid to show up or speak up somewhere. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, well, first of all, I'm excited. In a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about this. Uh, it's one of the chapters of the Ooh, four agreements. We'll yeah. be ad- addressing something like this. My thoughts on this: nobody really cares. When you post things. <laughs> Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares no. about you. No, but I'm serious. Like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, there's probably like 90% of the posts I don't even give two thoughts about. Which I, I think that's some people's biggest fear is nobody's going to care. Is she worried that no one will care or that they're going to think something that she doesn't want them she to think? She said embarrassed and afraid, but because of the amount of responses, I think that I don't know if people's, and I want people to ask themselves this, is your bigger fear that people are going to think negatively about you or that they're just not going to think about you? See, and those are two different things. They're both coming from you needing some sort of validation from an outside source though. Yeah, I I see your point. But one of them is I want people to care. And if they don't, I'm going to feel bad. Or I don't want them to think anything but what I'm intending them to to think that's that's like trying but, but I I have both of those problems and both of those problems for me truly stem from I'm excited about something in order to know it's good I want other people to validate it yeah and well no that's universal that's, I, I, right, I want that too yeah. right and so I think I think that that might be one of the uh, the underlying sentiments okay so how do you combat that so 
And well, I think, I think the first the first thing to note to note is that most people don't most people are impartial and don't care. Yeah. But it all starts with the energy that you start with. Yes. So if you start with like, yes. oh, I hope this does, and you're cringing, and your energy's like, well, I hope, and I'm just going to toss this out there, and it better do what I want. Or it can be like, I love this, and I feel good about myself, and I'm pumped to share this. It'd be cool if it if it was received well, but it doesn't matter. I love it, and I'm going to make the world a more beautiful place. And So I have a poem yeah. <laughs> that I wrote on Sunday that really meant a lot to me. And it's an amazing poem. Thank you. I felt fire when I wrote it. I felt inspired when I wrote it. I wrote it for my daughters. I wrote it for my mom. And I wrote it for my sister. I, I wanted to send it to friends. And as I found myself wanting to like text message it to like 10 friends, I was like, well, then this is something I should share. I just was like, guess what, Allison? Regardless of how this goes down, you feel good about this. And I put it up and, and truth be told, it definitely got shared in some responses, but nothing like I would have wanted it or hoped it would. It didn't meet the dearness to your heart. Yes. Like the, um, the amount that I loved it and felt like it was impactful and important was not reflect, reflected back to me in the social media world. And I'm super, super proud that I still stand by it and I still feel just as excited about it. And I'm just as thrilled about the people that it did touch that as I am, that I'm not lamenting the people that it didn't touch. I think, you know, to kind of get to the base of this too, for me, and this is why I do the work I do in the brand school, it's it's all the why, the why work. Yeah. The intention, like you said, like, is it sparking joy? What is your intention with it? Whenever I remember why I'm doing something and really connect to it, I'm the bravest person you've ever met. I and, and I don't have to build up some sort of false bravery. When I truly, truly am coming from a place of, no, I'm going to do this interactive dance party experience because um, my intention is there and the joy is there. <laughs> There's some very bold choices being made. Like some very bold choices being made. It's because I'm not, I'm not thinking about the choice. I'm thinking about why I'm making it. And I and I think that comes down to posting, sharing, speaking up, sharing your voice. Remember why it matters to you. And if you don't know why it matters to you, do that work and, and go from there. I also just want to say one more thing on, about the social media thing I've been thinking a lot about lately. You know, I talk to you about social media all the time. Yeah. Well, you, you talk to me about it. If, if you're sharing your light and love, there is that is a language that someone out there specifically is going to grasp. Yeah. It might not be a ton of people, but there's going to be someone specifically that it will that it will bless. I follow some funny accounts that don't have a lot of followers, but it, it speaks to me Yeah, and it blesses my life. And I know that they, they might not know that. We focus so much on the scale and being extraordinary that we've demonized the ordinary. It's like a disease almost. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to work on feeling very good about my ordinariness, yeah. <laughs> right? When I don't need to be right. exceptional all the time, I do more exceptional things. Right. Isn't that funny? Yeah, totally. Okay, so this one is great and maybe more for me, but I like to hear your thoughts on this. How do you deal with having anxiety and having kids? I have anxiety, but I don't have kids yet. (laughs) Maybe the kids will fix the anxiety. Yeah, (laughs) no, don't listen to that. For context, my anxiety and and emotions were at an all-time high, and we were thinking about having a baby, and Eric and I sat in the parking lot when I worked for BYU TV in the car on a lunch break, and you were saying, we shouldn't have a baby until you go to therapy and get some stuff taken care of, but then we found out that night that I was already pregnant, that night that Eric had said to me, 
essentially, you're too crazy to have a baby. And I've shared this story before, but it bears repeating. When I told Eric that I was pregnant, he looked at me, turned around, walked into our bedroom, and laid face down on our bed and said nothing. That is literally what he did. Can you, like, it, it's so unlike you that it sounds bananas. In hindsight, it's so dramatic. Oh, yeah. But, like, that is, and, like, I just would like to say, like, I acted like a champ. I just was like, yep, that's his response. He gets to have it. And I went and made some, like, cupcakes or brownies or something. So here's what I'm going to say. You have anxiety. If you're aware enough to be asking a question about, let's replace anxiety with depression, trauma, PTSD, body dysmorphia, eating disorder, whatever it is, okay? Take your thing, your beautiful thing that I love. I'm going to kiss it for you. And you're asking me, how do I deal with it? Well, are you dealing with it currently? So if you're not dealing with it currently, having children would be considered a, considered a stressful life change. So regardless of what's going to happen, you're going to have a stressful life change and then you're really going to need to deal with it. So the best thing you can do is be seeking help for whatever it is you've got going on. You can take a course, you can join a program, you can get a therapist, you can go to a doctor. And all of that sounds very, very easy when I say it, but I know when you're in the moment, it feels like an insurmountable task. Let me say this, you can do it. You definitely can do it. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Because life is one moment at a time. It's one moment at a time. And in this moment, do the exercise from episode 114. The last part of that exercise is just sit next to yourself in compassion. Put your arm around yourself and say, hey, what sounds good next? What sounds good? What do you need? Especially when you're in that deep, dark place and you want to start trying to move towards maybe getting some help. Coming at yourself with compassion is the absolute best way to do it. Okay, this one ties into that, and I think it's a great one to end on. Are you ready, Eric? Yes. This is good. I like this one a lot, and you're going to love it. The weight of adulting and getting my together is too much. When does it get better? The weight of being an adult, getting my crap together, you know, paying bills, going to school, it's just the weight of it. And they want to know, when is it going to get better? Uh, It gets better when you let go (laughs) and just enjoy the craziness and the stress and the out-of-controlness of life. Do you know what this reminds me of? No. We started watching last night. It's so cute. It's on Disney Plus, Milo Murphy's Law. Yeah. And it's Weird Al Yankovic voices the character. And the premise is that this character is Murphy's Law. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong to him. But what I love about the cartoon and why I think it's great for kids and parents is the way that he responds. He never panics and and there's this kid and he's like, why aren't you panicking? Because they're like on top of a cylinder, like cement thing that's right. And he's like, I find it doesn't help. Yeah. And and I just was like it's so good. What I love about the cartoon, I feel like it just keeps getting better. I really enjoyed it. I think you were falling asleep. Yeah, I was. Um, but what I really loved was you can see life from two ways. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And this is true. In life it really does feel like that and and you heard me in last week's episode. There's some stuff that's definitely been going wrong over here. But like Milo Murphy's law, right? Like as that stuff goes wrong, he keeps escaping narrowly and defying all the odds to survive. And I think that that is such a true depiction of life. Every single thing that goes wrong and we survive is also a miracle. So just like the law that everything that's going to go wrong, everything that's going right that is 
And so it's going to get better when you decide to make it better. And that's that's like the hard truth answer of, again, that can sound overwhelming when you're in your place of depression or anxiety. And that's when we need to come at yourself with compassion. But when you're in, Eric talked about that victim versus producer, producer that can be just a, a sign of a little bit. And I say this with all the love in my heart, but mom has given it to you straight. That's the sign of a, a little bit of a victim mentality. And you probably earned and deserved that victim mentality, but it's up to you when you decide to let it go. Yay for Q&A. Yay for Q&A. Yay for Q&A. Yay for Allison bearing her soul. Remember, the question is, do you want to dance with me? Let me know. Just come back and tell me. I don't mean to be so needy. And speaking of being needy, last week when we went to go read our reviews, there was not a single new one. And you guys made up for it. You made up for it. We spent time today before we started reading every single new review. And it It was amazing. Thank you guys so much. So, Eric, do you have a review for us? I sure do. I just want to say thanks again for all of the amazing and thoughtful reviews. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is from Loves1231. They say, I just had to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. I experienced a big blow in my life back in December and have been wallowing in it ever since. This has prevented me from being able to move on and move forward with my life. I have listened to your podcast in the past and have always enjoyed your realness and enthusiasm. But in recent weeks, more than one of the episodes has hit home in the best way. I've been able to start forgiving myself for feeling the way I do and begin to work through it. I feel validated in my feelings and ready to love myself again. Thank you so much for the amazing content you provide. You are truly truly an inspiration to me and I'd give you a big hug if I could. You know what I think is so beautiful about that review? Thank you so much, by the way, for that really gorgeous review. What I love about it is how she said that she's been able to start like forgiving herself for the way she feels. Isn't that so interesting how often we just beat ourselves so much, not even maybe about what happened, but but by the way like we feel about what happened or the way we're responding to what happened. Uh Uh-huh. And that just shows so much emotional intelligence, honestly, and growth, what you shared. And so it's an honor. Will you shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. That's always Allison with one L. And see, what we do is we bribe you to give us reviews. So we're going to send you some wonderful Allison swag. Those of you who would like to continue to leave reviews will also be bribed with um, swag. So if you've left a review in the past, but you want to leave a new one because you didn't win the bribe, be sure to do that. And then we're also good about going on Instagram and finding people who are sharing the podcast and shooting them um, some random love here and there. Really... This podcast means so much to us, and it's so great when we, you know, hear the feedback from you guys, and you have no idea what a big deal the reviews are to us, and you guys sharing it. Every single share, text message, is just a huge deal, and we really, really appreciate it. I'm so glad you had so much fun doing this episode, Eric. You really liked the Q&A. Should yeah. we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Uh, I want to remind you guys I've got a retreat coming up for Allison's Brand School. We have a few spots left, so it's a great in-person retreat. If that sounds interesting, you should go check it out at allisonsbrandschool.com forward slash retreat. I want to remind you that only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be, even if you don't feel it, even if you feel like crap, even if you don't believe me, it's all still true. I feel really great about that. <laughs> do you have a song that you're going to take us out on? I know you do. I'm actually super excited about it. Yeah, this it. one uh, is 
also, again, from our latest collection at Pleasant Pictures Music Club. This one is called Hot Damn. Hot Damn, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, please, and thank you. Use code AWESOMEWITHERIC for 20% off. Mm-hmm. The best stock music library mm-hmm. in the world. Here's Hot Damn. Hot <laughs> Damn. 